0: Michigan Rundown Podcast. Chapman, Michigan wins! At midcourt, extra pass, and it goes for the win. Presented by Jake Singer. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Michigan Rundown Podcast. My name is Jake Singer, and on today's episode, we're gonna go into kind of reevaluating. Juwan Howard's coaching during the first half of his first full season as the Michigan head basketball coach and you know when I kind of do this evaluation of him it really takes a lot of considerations into how we evaluate his performance because as we all know in basketball you know the coach can drop the best play in the world but if the player doesn't make the shot it's not always on the coach's fault and it's a lot different from a lot of other sports you know in football it's all about the play call the play call is not correct it's the coach's fault and you know hockey if the lo- if the line's not correct then it could be the coach's fault and even in baseball if the base if the manager doesn't pull the pitcher in the right circumstance it could be the manager's fault but in basketball it's a lot different because the coach can put on the best players on the court cuz the best player in the entire country but if that player doesn't make that final shot to win the game, is that actually on the coach's fault? Is that the coach's fault? Or is it on the player? So it's really just a lot of, you know, circumstances to take into consideration and really reevaluate <clears throat> how he's doing. So I think, <clears throat> sorry about that. Personally, I think he's doing, you know, a great job at least getting the right guys and getting the Michigan brand back on the court. There was a lot of expectations this year of Michigan really being not a good team. They didn't even start ranked. They said they were going to have a rebuilding year. It wasn't going to be good. And Juwan Howard came right out the gate in that tournament in the Bahamas and really, you know, showed that Michigan basketball was here to stay. Um, you know, we killed North Carolina. We killed Gonzaga, who's still ranked number one in the country now. We beat Iowa State, which is a great team, and really we were on a hot streak. And, you know, I think from all of our losses, Michigan's losses, first of all, have come to majority of really, really good teams. They lost to Louisville, who is still number one, who's still top 10 in the country. They lost to Michigan State at Michigan State, who's again, number eight in the country at the moment, still top ten in the country. And we lost to um yes, yeah, we lost to Minnesota and Illinois, who were both actually coming off of really hot seasons, and we finally lost to Oregon, and Oregon's also still top ten in the country. So I think our losses are not two teams that were unexpected. Yeah, the Minnesota and, and Illinois losses were really unfortunate. Yes, they were away, so you could have said, Okay, they were away, so that kind of put Michigan at a disadvantage. But at the end of the day, those losses probably were the two worst losses. Now, though, Michigan is sitting not even ranked anymore after all of that. and I don't know. I think personally it's a little unfair given that teams like Ohio State have now lost four games in a row and they can still be ranked 21st in the country and how Michigan's not even ranked at all when, you know, there were just things that just didn't go our way. But, but you know, again, all that being said, we're here to evaluate Jawan Howard. And, you know, Jawan Howard's played this type of defense this year where it was really guard the perimeter, right? It was guard the perimeter, stop the three point shot. And in doing that, it's actually, you know, it definitely has helped um, in three point shooting. Uh, for example, you know, just the other day when we played Minnesota, They only shot four for 16 from the three-point game, right? Um, They shot 25%. Um, You know, so really, Michigan's played very well. They're ranked fourth in the Big Ten in three-point field goal defense, and they're only giving up 29% in three-point field goals. So that's working. What's not working, which is very worrisome, is the opponent's big men scoring, in the first five conference games, in the first five Big Ten games, opponents, the, the opponent's big men on their team are averaging pretty much 30 points a game and are shooting 55% from the field. 57 for 103 if you want to be exact, okay? Against Michigan. Big men. Like, first of all, we have a guy in John Teske who is is seven foot two and should not be giving up 30 points a game. But guys like Iowa's Luca Garza, where we still beat Iowa, but Luca Garza still put up forty four points against us, or produced Travion Williams. We still beat Purdue, yet they put up, he put thirty six on us, or now Arturu, I, um, in Minnesota was the reason why Michigan pretty much lost against Minnesota, is because he just put on a huge show, and all these guys are their big men. So what is that saying? How can Michigan go about this? You know how can they stop this? So I'm wondering, okay, one, is it T- Teske? Is it John Teske? But at the same time, John Teske is not the only person in. It's Teske, Davis, and Colin Castleton, who are all big men, who all play inside. Plus, you have guys like Wagner, who sometimes play in the big men, and there's just a lot of switching going on, right? So you can't believe in on one player. Next is the type of defense we're playing. But at the same time, I do like, you know, John Howard's philosophy of guarding the three-point shot. Of course, you'd rather the player make a two-point shot than a three-point shot. But at the end of the day, they shouldn't be making shots in the first place. Like Our whole point is to prevent that from happening. So really, what can Michigan and Juwan Howard do to prevent this so much inside scoring from occurring? I feel like it's literally every second. And it's not always just first-chance opportunities. John Teske does a great job at preventing the first-chance opportunity. The issue is is that I feel like the entire Michigan team does not rebound the ball. And what's happening is that the opponent is having so many offensive rebounds and so many second chances where there are so many easy layups that are taking place once they rebound that offensive board. So, that is my that is my personal issue. It is not the type of defense they're playing. It is everyone is smacking at the ball, they're hitting the ball, they're just trying to hit it back. And that's not rebounding. Franz Wagner, I think, of all of our players, does that the most. Where when he sees the ball in the air, his first instinct is just to hit it. And when he hits it, that most of the time is hitting to the other team. I feel like the only player on our team that's really rebounding the ball is Xavier Simpson. Sometimes you see Xavier Simpson, who is the smallest player on the court, get up as just as high as John Teske is and rebound the ball and actually grab it and hold on to it. And if that is the case, when your six-foot point guard is the only player who's actually rebounding the ball and trying to rebound the ball, that's why you're losing these games. That's why these big men are getting so many points, because they have so many second-chance opportunities. And that needs to change. I think that's the biggest issue. You know, overall, Jawan Howard is doing a spectacular job recruiting. We have an amazing recruiting class coming in. They're number four in the country, number one ranked in the Big Ten. You know, I just made an episode on that. If you haven't listened to it yet, please feel free, go listen to my basketball recruiting episode. It is, you know, we have a lot of great guys coming in, and that is where he's shining. But at this moment, and yes, I know it is understandable that these players are not his own players. We all just take that into consideration that all the players on this team right now are John Beeline's recruited players. You know, they were recruited in John Beeline's offense and John Beeline's defense. So Juwan Howard's kind of, you know, he just came in here and he's trying to do the best he can with these players he has before he gets his own players. But, you know, it's hard. I understand it, it is hard. He plays a certain type of way where it's big men first. You know, on offense, you throw it into the post. You see what they can do with the post. On defense, you know, you got the big men in the middle and you just try to guard the perimeter. And if they, if they drive, big men kind of just close in on them, right? But, you know, the way these players are at the moment, the way they... Play is not the way Juwan Howard coaches, and that's what the issue is. So I think Juwan Howard, first of all, needs to teach him how to make free throws. He needs to the the team needs to make more threes than they are making. That is unacceptable as well. But I think overall, it's not Juwan Howard. I think he's doing what he can do. I'm really proud of how, you know, he's not. It's not just like Michigan fell off the map. You know, they're still in the news, even if it's not for the right reasons all the time. They're still. You are know, reportedly being reported, they were in the rank sorry, rankings, and you know, they just have been doing what they can do. That all again being said, a coach can't coach a winning team without his best players. And Simpson and Teske have been playing phenomenally, of course, this season. Wagner Fortunately, has not been living up to his expectations, but I think they still just need to work with him and he needs to get better. And Mo wasn't his best his first year anyways. I don't think, you know, Wagner will be that great this year. But Livers needs to come back. You know, I didn't really realize this. I don't think many Michigan fans realize this either, that how important Livers was to this offense until he got injured. And that when you have... A guy like Livers out, then you have to play a lot more of these role players. Johns is doing his best, but Brandon Johns Jr. is no Isaiah Livers when they start. You know, Livers is that guy. He's the leader. He's even he's even like now coaching on the sideline. He's like writing up plays and things. But when he's playing, you think about it, right? It's Livers, Simpson, Teske, Wagner. And Brooks, I guess, but especially that three of Livers, Teskey, and Simpson. Those guys have been playing with each other for three years now. Like that's like they they know each other. That's the chemistry, right? So, you have to get a guy like Livers back for that reason, for that chemistry, because you know basketball is all about you know chemistry and who can play with each other. And the sooner you can get Livers back, I think the sooner the team will start winning again because those the team was winning because you had a guy like Livers. Even if he wasn't putting up 25 points a game, he still had that threat. And the teams that we went up against saw him as a threat and guarded him as a threat. But now when you have a guy like Brandon Johns Jr., players can back off of him and then can double up Teske, double up Simpson, and just leave Johns open because they know he's not going to shoot the ball like Livers can. So I think that is a very big part of our offense that no one is really remembering and taking into consideration that Isaiah livers is injured and he will be back soon. Like he's, this is not an injury that's going to put him out forever. He might not be back for the next few weeks. He still might be out for the rest of January, but I think by February, he should be back. And for the entire month of February, he can really kind of get back into his stride. And I hopefully I'm hoping that then, then, by March and by the NCAA tournament, everyone will be kind of back to their normalcy and that Michigan will be playing what they were playing at the beginning of the year. And that's just my two cents. Again, this is all speculation. It all cannot happen. Don't take my word for it completely. But it's something nice to kind of keep in your mind. And you got to keep, you know, if you want to take a positive outlook on it, you know, because a lot of things are going wrong right now and that we need wins and they're not happening, at least you have that positive outlook as, okay, Livers is gone. So once he does come back, things could get better. But again, you know, nothing's for sure. But I guess I'm just an optimistic kind of person. But that's really just kind of my, you know, thought on this entire team. I think they've been a lot of ups and downs. I was really excited at the beginning of the year. You know, we're playing so well. And now it's really, we're hitting a rough patch. And I think... First of all, they need to find their three-point shot again. No one can make the three for their lives. If John Teske or 7-2 centers making more threes and Franz Wagner, who was literally recruited to make a three-point shot, or even Eli Brooks, if those two guys are not making three-point shots, we're not winning games. It's just, that's inevitable. It's not going to happen. And everyone knows that. I hope you like, everyone should know that. That when our players, who are literally recruited, that's all they can do on that team is make the three-point shot and they're not making their threes, wide-open threes in the corner... That is very much a problem. So they need to fix that. And second of all, just this defense. Like, do what you need to do. Jawan Howard, you have time now. We're really, you know, we, we have a few more games left of some mediocre Big Ten competition before we really start playing those big names in, like, Maryland, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, even Indiana. Like, those teams are really good. Rutgers even is good this year. Like, everyone's good in the Big Ten. So you're not you're kind of running out of time. They're running out of time. So they need to fix this stuff now. And they need to do what they need to do now to fix the issues that are arousing and come up with a game plan so we can start winning some basketball games and make us Michigan fans happy. So I hope that everything happens. Uh, again, please, thank you, everybody, for listening to my episode today. It really means a lot to me that you guys listen. You know, I really enjoy making these things, these episodes. So... Please stay tuned. Um, I'm rolling with these episodes now. i got a lot of time to make some episodes. So please stay tuned for my next one. And I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you.